Welcome, sports fans, to the Matt Mosley Show on ESPN Central Texas. The presenting sponsor of the Matt Mosley Show is Central National Bank, your leading independent bank with locations in Waco, Temple, and Austin. Also sponsored by Alan Samuels Dodge Chrysler Jeep Ram, Barnett Contracting, Baylor Line Foundation, Coach's Barbecue Smokehouse, Jim Turner Chevrolet, Camp Fimfo Waco, The Baylor Club, Myatt Fuels, Schmoltz's Sandwich Shop, Versalive Southwest Time Manufacturing, and UBO Business Services. And now, ladies and gentlemen, here's Matt Mosley. It is Matt Mosley. Welcome to the Matt Mosley Show as we get rolling on a Tuesday afternoon. And uh, it is cut-down day in the NFL. There's all kinds of things going on. Aaron has been in the uh, control room in our newsroom there at ESPN Central Texas monitoring. And um, uh, Aaron, get that one ready. We're going to talk about it a little bit later in the program, of course, with a noted Eagles insider. Okay, at about 5 o'clock today. But bring up that trade that the Eagles did with the uh, Saints. Okay, and I want to come back to that in a minute. And I want you to kind of present. Because I, I saw that earlier today and I thought, man, that's a that's not just a, like kind of a minor. Generally, you'll see things like the Eagles were open to moving the former TCU star Jalen Rager. And and that, to me, wasn't that big of a deal. He's not been good for them. He's had a good camp. Hasn't been particularly great in the preseason games. And the thought is that they were looking to trade him. And um, this is, this is uh, one of the deals that's out there. Now, um, one thing that I thought Cowboys fans would find interesting is Cowboys are keeping one quarterback on the 53-man roster for the time being. And people are like, what in the world is that about? Well, generally what will happen is, you know, you can release, and then there's some shenanigans that take place. You try to protect certain players. Remember, Cooper Rush is now a vested veteran. That keeps him from going to waivers. And so the thought is that even if you – uh, release him that you you probably have a deal in place to bring him back. Now, could Will Greer, the other quarterback, who at times has looked pretty good, has been banged up a little bit, could he come back and maybe be on the practice squad? The answer is yes. And um, this, is, uh, this is kind of interesting to see. Now, I was looking before we came on um, to, to see what the Cowboys were doing at running back. And it looks like uh, Rico Dowdle, from what I've seen today, will be that third back. Obviously, Pollard. You've got Zeke Elliott. Uh, and, then, um, and then the third back, Rico Dowdle. Now, Shampkin was really playing well, and sadly, he got hurt in, um, in one of the final plays, you know, these preseason games, and that was really a downer. Uh, there's another guy that, uh, to me, has run very hard and is a practice squad candidate, and that's uh, Malik Davis. Malik Davis is that person. But, uh, Aaron, as you have looked over the some of these uh, moves today across the NFL, uh, any of them, 
what was the what was the biggest shock other than what what we're going to talk about as the day unfolds, which is that deal that the uh, the Saints did with the Philadelphia Eagles. I mean that was uh, that was really interesting. Now I've been on this tracker all day, and I find I, this time of year I find this to be um, I find it to be a fascinating place to to watch. Now the Texans did release Marlon Mack, the running back. We we sort of knew there was another back that uh, was going to end up starting. Uh, Pierce is that player's name. Now, Aaron follows all this because he has like seven fantasy teams. <laughs> so That's big uh, fantasy this is something too. that he, he tracks. I've also been watching pretty closely on the um, – on the uh, – the, these – track the nfl's tracker it tracks all the uh the uh deal now the major move of the day for the dolphins was placing former cowboys cornerback byron jones on the reserve physically unable to perform list meaning that he'll miss at least the first four games all right and uh and that was pretty and then i saw somebody aaron was it a cornerback from the Bills that had the same result? May have been put on the <clears throat> pup and will be out the first four games. I also saw that Jacksonville traded a wide receiver uh, to the to the Panthers, and that was that player. And Aaron, LaVisca you remember Chanel. him from when he came into the, as a rookie? That Lavisca Chenot, I believe is how we say his name. May have been. He, I'm trying to remember where he played college ball anyway at one point he was a very interesting receiver but Aaron any of these moves kind of stand out to you today uh yeah the one that jumped kind of jumped off the page for me was the Raiders uh waving their 2021 first round pick Alex Leatherwood the offensive lineman that they took number 17 overall out of Alabama a lot of people were saying well they pretty much said that about every Raider first-round pick since John Gruden got there, but they a lot of people said at the time that they reached for him, and they are already cutting ties. That's that's a huge L as far as uh, as far as your scouting and drafting. And there's been a couple of people that tweeted out the results of the first-round picks for the Raiders, and they've had a few, especially with the ones they got from trading Khalil Mack since 2019 when Gruden got there. And it's been terrible. None of the none of the players are all of the players are either no longer with the team or they're on the team and they didn't pick up their fifth year option. They've been terrible drafting since Gruden got there. Yeah, yeah. I I find that Aaron, this is like a rite of passage for the Raiders to to unload their former <laughs> well, first true. round picks. That's kind of like what they do every year. It used to be a lot of wide receivers that they took. In this case. Uh, uh, it is uh, Leatherwood, offensive lineman. I remember him. He was an enormous, enormous player, and um, it did not work out. The player I was talking about for the Buffalo Bills, for uh, our NFL fans out there, which we have a lot of them, is Tredavious White, the cornerback. And uh, they were hoping he'd be able to return from a torn ACL that he suffered about last Thanksgiving they placed him on the reserve, physically unable to perform. That's the pup list, we call it. And he'll miss at least the first four games of the season uh, at the Rams versus the Titans, 
uh, at the Dolphins and at the Ravens. Not an easy uh, beginning of the schedule. And uh, for the Bills, a team expected to be right in the mix for a Super Bowl. The um, if if you're kind of wondering out there, okay, what did the um, what are the Bills going to do? In his absence last year, the 2020 seventh round pick Dane Jackson Jackson started, and he's believed to be the starter this year. And then um, in the 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 23rd overall pick in the 2022 NFL Draft, um, uh, this is. Uh, Oh, Kalir Elam. Um, so they traded up two spots to draft him, and he's been battling with fellow rookie Christian Benford, a six-round pick out of Villanova for the other role. So it's they're going to have to – this is not going to be um, an easy deal. Um, and so they uh, – um, one of the team's biggest transactions was releasing tight end – um, O.J. Howard, after signing him to a one-year, $3.5 million deal. Generally, Aaron, if you sign somebody to a $3.5 million deal. Now, Aaron, am I, is that the same O.J. <laughs> Howard who was so ballyhooed coming out of, what, Alabama a few years mm-hmm. ago? Jeez, isn't it amazing yeah, how we he... think of these guys as like the next big thing, and this guy's already – um, uh, you know, been released, and uh, in in the team's backup tight ends were so good, Tommy Sweeney <laughs> and Quentin Morris, that they get that they released O.J. Howard, who's a pretty big name guy. Yeah, he I think he may have tore his Achilles, but that was in his, like his fourth year. I mean, he was drafted late in the first round, and they expected big things out of him in Tampa Bay, and he just never panned out. Yeah, yeah. Well, lots of. Uh, Lots of uh, – and then I, I did like Aaron. We always try to get into some of the, the breaking news when we came out. And I did, I did like uh, – Scott Frost came out today. After Saturday, he threw his offensive coordinator under the bus and said, hey, we may need to get up with the times on, our, on some of our offense. He came out today uh, after Nebraska lost to Northwestern in that game the other day and said that he's not at odds with the offensive coordinator, Whipple. Is it Mark Whipple? Is that his name? Not at odds with Whipple. Oh, what a disaster. That's why if you're a team like Auburn or Nebraska and you come close to firing your coach and, and you somehow decide to stick with them, I mean, like, if you already kind of throw them out and are kind of checking the temperature on whether or not you can fire somebody, you probably ought to go ahead and fire them because the next year it's rarely going to be, like, better. I'm trying to think. I mean, Aaron, you can't think of too many instances where a school said, oh, my gosh, we almost fired this guy. But we came back the next year, and he was great. You know, I mean, like, that's that rarely happens. I'm, I'm trying to think maybe in the NFL it happens every once in a while, or somebody almost gets fired. I mean, Mike McCarthy almost got fired. Everybody's hoping the Cowboys – well, not not everybody's hoping they'll be good. But, I mean, all, all the Cowboys fans are hoping that that will work out. Now, uh, for Texans fans out there, here on Cut Down Day, the Texans did cut Marlon Mack, the likely starting running back for the, te- for the um, Houston Texans, is Damian Pierce. Damian Pierce. 
Aaron, are you um, are you able uh, to uh, to tell us anything about Damian Pierce? Are people in the fantasy world excited about what he might produce? They are. Um, he didn't have a lot of draft capital, which means he was drafted late, and his profile out of college wasn't great, but mainly because he ran poorly at the combine. He ran like a four six, and he didn't. He didn't play a lot in college. Uh, for some reason, they didn't run him a lot, but he has been really impressive in camp and in preseason games for the Texans, obviously, and he's going to be the starter, at least for the early downs. Now, they still have Rex Burkhead that uh, I think they'll probably use on third downs, but, yeah, he is, uh, he is shot up the draft boards in fantasy football a bunch in the last couple of days, and this will make him move up even more with them releasing Mac because – he doesn't have any early down competition now. I like it when you're just able to to know who the third down back is for <laughs> random teams. I can tell you for and, every team. Uh, <laughs> Rex Burkhead, who is from Plano, Texas. I think he played at uh, Plano High School and then spent time with Patriots. He just seems like he'd be a Patriot. Yes. Burkhead, yeah. Um, and Pierce rushed for 86 yards in preseason and scored a touchdown in two games in another move Tuesday again trying to placate our Texans fans the Texans traded 2020 second round defensive tackle Ross Blaylock uh, and a 2023 seventh round pick to the Minnesota Vikings for a 2023 sixth round pick Ross Blaylock I want to say did he go to is he a Texas guy? Did he go to University of Texas? I know he's from the Plano area. So uh, it's it's uh, Ross Blacklock, I guess is the way I should say that. But he, I think he has DFW ties. Somehow this is in the recesses of my mind. Um, he was the – Blacklock was the Texans' first pick in the 2020 draft. All right? And that pick came from the trade that sent – DeAndre Hopkins in a fourth-round pick to the Arizona Cardinals for running back David Johnson in a second-round pick. Aaron, do you think, looking back on that one, do you think that's probably, I mean, the Texans have done a lot of curious things, (laughs) but do you think that's probably the most embarrassing one of the uh, Bill O'Brien era with the Houston Texans trading a great receiver and arguably a top three or four receiver in the NFL for David Johnson? And a, a second-round pick and a fourth-round pick? Yes, that, that's one of the worst trades I could think of. It, it, at, at the time, I don't know how Bill O'Brien didn't know it, but everybody else, it seemed like, including everybody in fantasy football, knew that David Johnson was on the backside of his career, even though he was still relatively young. Um, he was two seasons removed from the season that kind of made him a star, and those two seasons in between were – very, very poor seasons. And when he got there, you could see it. He just didn't have any of the explosiveness he had in his first couple of seasons in Arizona. Yeah. Then on top of that, they threw in a second-round pick just to be nice, I guess, And in addition to giving up a top-five yeah. receiver in the league. Just horrible. Remarkable. All right, um, we are going to talk about the Cowboys' situation at left tackle. What are they going to do to open the season? And then also all these uh, cuts 
that are happening today. We'll do that with uh, John Mashoda from The Athletic. We'll do it next. Your weather report is brought to you by the Nitsche Group. Since 1949, the Nitsche Group Insurance Agency has offered Texans policies for their personal, commercial, and bonding insurance needs. Check them out at nitschegroup.com. With the Nitsche Group Insurance Agency, Texans can go to one company and get access to insurance coverage options from many carriers. Learn more at thenitschegroup.com. Your ESPN Central Texas forecast, scattered rain and thunderstorms throughout Central Texas. That's going to last until about 7 o'clock tonight. We'll see an overnight low in the lower 70s tomorrow. Mostly cloudy and an 80% chance of more rain with an afternoon high near 82. Currently, the rain has cooled it down at 76 at ESPN Central Texas. It's Waco Lions football presented by Bird College and Ford on ESPN Central Texas. Hi, this is Tom Barfield. Join Johnny Tusa and me this Friday night as the Lions take on WT White High School at Waco ISD Stadium. Our coverage of Waco Lions football begins at 6.30 with the pregame show, the kickoff, and all the action at 7 o'clock. It's Waco High and WT White from Waco ISD Stadium presented by Bird College and Ford on ESPN Central Texas. Exceptional experience, extraordinary results. That's what you receive when you hire the attorneys at Steckler, Wayne, Cherry, and Love Law Firm. They are trial lawyers with over 100 years combined experience, specializing in catastrophic personal injury and product defect cases, as well as business disputes. Steckler, Wayne, Cherry, and Love has an office in Waco managed by local attorney Craig Cherry. Craig Cherry is triple board certified. Fewer than 1% of all lawyers in Texas are triple board certified. He has obtained significant settlements and verdicts for his clients, due in no small part to his ingenuity and relentless tenacity. His tireless dedication and ability to anticipate his opponent's next move makes him the ultimate opponent in the courtroom. Learn more about Steckler, Wayne, Cherry, and Love at SWCLaw.com. That's SWCLAW.com. NeighborWorks Waco is now in their 30th year of assisting families in the Waco area and purchasing their first home. Today, over 3,200 families have been assisted, and these new homeowners have gained over $320 million in home equity through these years. Would you like to be a part of these results? Give us a call at 254-752-1647 or register to get started at www.nw-waco.org. Let NeighborWorks Waco open the door to homeownership for you you and your family. Don't miss out on the Fiesta Mex Delicious specials going on now at La Fiesta in Waco. From Fiesta fried ribs tossed in honey chipotle barbecue sauce drizzled with chipotle mayo to the all-new Lotes Esquites jalapeno roasted corn. Plus our other new Barria menu. Exquisite savory dishes full of culture and tradition like the all-new Barria enchiladas. And don't forget about their all-new fried ice cream topped with chocolate caramel sauce. La Fiesta, Waco's original Tex-Mex since 1963. Located on Franklin Avenue in Waco. Game time, weekdays at 7 a.m. on ESPN Central Texas. Enjoy one-of-a-kind luxury and lounge at the Baylor Club, located in the heart of McLean Stadium. This elite club offers a five-star member atmosphere for all your work and play needs with a master culinary team and outstanding hospitality. Weddings, milestones, business, and birthdays, a stadium roaring with bear spirit featuring stunning city skyline views. Baylor Club truly has it all. For interest in membership or your name, 
next private event, call 254-710-8080. A bank in any town USA treats everyone like, well, anyone. At Central National Bank, we provide Central Texans with a different kind of banking. We believe in people over processes, listening over telling, and helping our customers over helping ourselves. Come to Central National Bank and experience the difference. Bank different. Bank central. Central National Bank. Member FDIC. Do you have pain or sports injuries that are keeping you on the sidelines? Start a conversation with a specialist at Ascension Medical Group, Providence Orthopedics and Sports Medicine. Tell us about your activities and your history of pain or a recent injury so together we can create the best care plan for you. We are here with minimally invasive to advanced surgery options, as well as physical therapy, and we treat both kids and adults. Schedule with our specialists today at ascension.org slash Texas Ortho. ESPN Radio Sports Center. I'm Ward Watch with your ESPN Central Texas Sports Center update brought to you by McAdams and Sons Roofing. Aaron Judge has hit his 50th home run last night in a 4-3 loss to the Angels. He's on pace for Roger Maris' 63 home runs. Jimmy Garoppolo has agreed to a restructured contract and will remain with the 49ers for the 2022 season. Ernie Zampese, the offensive coordinator for the Cowboys Super Bowl era, has died at the age of 86. TCU's Sonny Dyke said he could play three quarterbacks in Friday's game versus Colorado. Cowboys have to be at 53 on their roster today. Serena Williams started her final U.S. Open with a win in three straight sets. Texas Rangers start a two-game series at home with the Astros tonight, 7.05 first pitch, and you can hear that on ESPN Central Texas. Catch the first UMHB head coach Larry Harmon show tonight at 6 o'clock on Fox Sports Central Texas. Sports Center, every 20 minutes, only on ESPN Central Texas. It is Matt Mosley show, ESPN Central Texas. Getting you ready. Baylor football, Saturday, college football schedule. Florida State with a big game. And, uh, boy, a big fan of Florida State and alum. John Mishota joining us now, uh, Cowboys beat writer for The Athletic. And, uh, John, this is uh, this is uh, cut down day, always interesting. It seemingly, uh, this has been a day in the in in the past. I felt like it always happened on a on a Saturday. Here it is, um, uh, everybody trimming down on a uh, on a Tuesday. Uh, first of all, thanks for being with us, and uh, and second of all, did uh, it doesn't really from from the tenor of your tweets. I don't think you've done so many of these projections. I don't think anything caught you too much by surprise, did it? I mean, not really just because it's not really – it's not like how it used to be. They can do things with the roster where they can let guys go that they're going to sign them back two days later that they didn't used to do with these vested veterans. So, yeah, I mean, I, didn't, I obviously didn't expect them to cut both Cooper Rush and Will Greer, but chances are they're going to have both of them back on the roster, probably Cooper Rush on, on the 53 and then Will Greer on the practice squad. So, yeah, I didn't expect them to only have one quarterback, but it's also like – it's not like – what the roster is today means that's what's going to be week one. They're not going to go into the Tampa Bay game with only Dak Prescott as their quarterback. So no, I mean, the same thing with Brett Maher, like, you know, he was released today. He's going to be their kicker. So it's not like, I don't know. It's not as much fun. So I try and 
in one of those projections, I always try and do at least one of what I think will be their, their roster on week one because that's what it really matters as opposed to today where they're just trying to clear some guys out of the way so they can move them over to IR. But, no, to answer your original question, no, they're not. Uh, there's not any big surprises out of this list. You know, who of those practice squad candidates, uh, Malik Davis kind of liked him. I, I, I know he and um, – uh, was kind of in the mix, and boy, I like Shampkin too. And sadly, he got hurt, and that's an injury settlement with him. But Davis put his head down. I guess it was that Rams preseason game, and and ran over. Uh, in fact, it was um, J.T. Woods, I think, the rookie safety out of Baylor. I like some things that Malik Davis uh, did. Sounds like uh, you think he's a practice squad candidate. Which of those? Um, practice squad guys do you feel like had the best camps and and truly could be of service uh down down the line as more than just kind of uh can't you know uh practice bodies so malik davis the good one that would be probably the, the top guy in terms of especially the undrafted guys i thought he had a really good shot to make the team they ended up going with rico dowdle mainly because he's more experienced he knows the offense more I don't know that he had that much of a better camp or preseason than Malik Davis. I thought it was pretty close, but I'd probably give Malik Davis the edge. So he would certainly be a guy there. Um, in terms of other players on, on the team, a lot of the guys that I thought were in that in the kind of in that group that you would talk about, a lot of them ended up making the team. I mean, you have undrafted guys in Peyton Hendershot, the tight end out of Indiana. I mean, going into camp, there's no way I thought Peyton Hendershot was going to make the team, and he made it over Sean McCune. So Sean McCune's the guy that will probably go over to the practice squad. Um, he's a guy that I thought for sure would be on, on the 53, and so uh, he ends up making it. Um, and then another guy would be the undrafted uh, rookie free agent, uh, Marquise Bell, the safety, who there were some rumblings going into camp that he had a really good ch- chance. I mean, he was one of those guys that they gave – he was the guy they gave the most amount of money to out of the undrafted rookie free agents. But So he ended up making the team. Uh, so there's not a ton of guys that were like undrafted. Devin Harper, uh, a linebacker who was one of the bottom – uh, one of their last draft picks in, in the sixth round. I thought he was going to be on the bubble between him and Luke Gifford. He ends up making the team. So uh, same thing, John Ridgeway, the fifth round pick, the defensive tackle of Arkansas. I mean, you know, Mike McCarthy always talked this entire training camp about how they're going to be draft and develop, draft and develop. Well, they certainly went with a lot of their younger guys. So a lot of those guys ended up being on this 53. I mean, one of those examples with Ridgeway, you know, that's the kind of a guy where you're like, are they going to go with the young Ridgeway? Or are they going to go with Carlos Watkins, a veteran who, He's been a defensive tackle in the league for a while. He, he's made some plays, uh, and they ended up going with Ridgeway. They ended up going younger. So outside of Malik Davis, there's not a ton of guys that will be on the practice squad, uh, rookie-wise young players, that, that I really think that – I mean, you talk about some of these young defensive backs, they don't got a chance to make it onto this onto the main squad. There's just too many good young players. They're not going to get in there over Deron Bland or or even a Nashawn Wright or, or Calvin Joseph. Same thing at safety. There's not going to be a young safety that, that gets on the team over uh, over Bell or, or over Israel Mukwamu. So uh, they've really their depth is a lot of young guys. So the, a lot of those practice squad guys, unless there's just a rash of injuries, there's not going to be many that they're going to be pulling up uh, onto the 53. John Mishota from uh, The Athletic joining us on the Matt Mosley Show, ESPN Central Texas. 
Cowboys love a player who uh, loses his helmet in a game. And uh, it, it just, you could tell Peyton Hendershot the other day, it was like a seal, seal the deal. I mean, that, that was a tough, and then, of course, the touchdown run. And, and, and that is, when we were out at camp, John, you and I were putting our trained eyes on some of these people. We were just kind of starting to see Hendershot do a couple things. But, of course, the pads hadn't come on yet, and it is remarkable that he played his way onto the team. Now, John, as we get closer to the season opener, are you starting to believe that the Cowboys are really going to try to get this thing done with Tyler Smith? I mean, I, I, I do find it funny that he was not going to – it didn't look like he was going to win that uh, job at left guard, and now you've got Jerry and Steven saying, well, we took him for in the first round for a reason – I mean, we, we generally like those guys to step in and start immediately. So here's an opportunity for them out at left tackle. I, th- those kind of comments scare you about the what kind of situation this guy could be put in early in his career. Have you, do you have any reason to kind of like feel okay about him other than the fact that he did this in college and did it pretty well? Well, I don't feel great about it. If I'm in Jerry's spot, I'm adding some type of veteran offensive mm-hmm. tackle. And I don't mean it just can be a backup. I mean someone that you can plug in and, and, and maybe start for a year and, and let Tyler Smith kind of come along. But I don't get the sense from Jerry or Steven over the last few days that that is their plan at all. Their plan is to go on with, with Tyler Smith. And like I mentioned, the Mike McCarthy draft and develop, the Cowboys have completely embraced this. And in a way, I have no way to prove this, but – I just really get the feeling like Jerry's just like angry still at the way the season ended last year. So he's just taking it out on everybody. It's like he's, he's going to cut ties with Amari Cooper and Lyle Collins and, and Randy Gregory. And he's not even going to go out of his way to replace them with anybody significant in free agency or via trade. It's like, we're just going to draft what we get and so be it. That's just what we're going to have to work with. And we're just going to go with that. And it just, it's just a strange thing when it's like the obvious one is, you look at to see what the Rams did and they obviously went all in and they win the Super Bowl. So I get that that looks like, man, that's kind of the new hot thing to do. So I'm, I'm not going to sit here and say they need to go full Rams. Okay. But just look at their biggest rival in the NFC East and the Eagles, like their entire off season is completely opposite of the Cowboys. Like they've set themselves up. They make moves, they make trades. They'll sign some free agents to fill some holes today. They go and make a move for, for Chauncey Gardner Johnson. I mean, they've, they well, at least they are aggressive. There's no question that they're going to try and win. Now, of course, if Jalen Hurts doesn't work out, then they have to go in another direction there. But they also have draft capital coming up, or they can use that for another quarterback. But like, there's an aggressiveness there that you know that they're that they're trying. They're going all. In. You don't get to that at all from the Cowboys. And and no. just going with Tyler Smith right right now is just another sign of it. We, we, we've arrived at the point where we're like, why can't Jerry be more like Howie Roseman? I never thought we would be here, but uh, Roseman, as you said, does have assets, and uh, the Eagles are trying to get things done, and that, that's an interesting way to look at it. Jerry's comments about we're going to have to run more than we have in recent years, and oh, by the way, we're going to lean on Zeke. Boy, it, it, it is a, it, we do accuse him sometimes of living in the past. You, you just were doing it a, a minute ago. What's crazy is McCarthy is not a guy with the reputation of leaning on the run game. He never did it in Green Bay. In fact, I think they were top 20 or 25 in the 
run game, it was extremely rare when that would take place. I mean, do you find that somewhat dubious when Jerry makes comments like that, knowing that this head coach is not really wired that way? Well, I don't even know that it – I honestly don't know if that even matters as much as the fact of just look at your roster. Like, yeah, you can sit there and run the football and be a run-first team when you have Tyron Smith in the prime of his career, Zach Martin in the prime of his career, Travis Frederick in the prime of his career, those offensive lines that they had in the 90s. I get that. What about your offensive line makes you think that you're going to be this run-heavy team? Sure, you can go into week one saying that you're going to be a run-heavy team. And after, I don't know, a series or two where the Bucks completely shut down the run because you don't have the guys up front to run the ball, like, well, then now what are you? So, I mean, you can say that right now that you're a run-first team, and if the run works, yeah, they'll stick with it. If Zeke stays healthy and Tony Pollard stays healthy and the offensive line is better, let's say, running, run blocking than, than pass blocking, then, yeah, maybe you can be the run-first team that you say you are. But there's a decent chance with how much unproven starters you have on this offensive line that you can't really say at all what you are right now. How, how do you really even know what Tyler Smith's going to be for you? You really don't. So how do you know how Connor McGovern's going to be starting for a full game? I mean, you've had problems in the past with Tyler Biotish. You've only only had Terrence Steele for a full season. So you only have Zach Martin that you really can count on. So you can say you're a run team, but if your offensive line isn't providing any space for you to run, I don't know how you're going to be a run team. You, you basically you, – yeah, I, I agree. And you need your defense to even kind of hang in there you need your defense to be great, and, and they put up huge numbers last year. But, I mean, I, I think they're getting in their heads that Micah Parsons needs to have like three or four sacks a game. And while we're getting used to seeing him do amazing things and he looks great in these joint practices, it's a lot to ask from a second-year player. Do I hear you saying that if you had to pick the, the NFC East right now, would you move the Eagles – in front of the Cowboys, or do you still think the Cowboys have enough talent to, to hold off the Eagles in terms of who wins the division? Well, I mean, I think it's close. I, think, I mean, I certainly think the division comes down to those two teams. But, no, I've moved the Eagles ahead of the Cowboys now. If, it, if they're not going to go out and add anybody else, that wide receiver uh, on the offensive line, I, I, I mean, Dak is certainly better than Jalen Hurts. I don't think there's any question about that. He's what – gives you the advantage but I mean you look at everything that the Eagles have done recently and how little the Cowboys have done over the last few months and I don't know how you don't have the Eagles at least as a slight favorite uh, right now to win this division of course hey if Jalen Hurts is awful well it's going to be hard to overcome I don't care how talented you are it'll be hard to overcome a bad quarterback play but if he's at least serviceable if he's at least just middle of the pack solid let's say he ends up you know looking like he's like maybe top 15 to 17 quarterback, I don't know how you're not pick, pick the Eagles to win this division unless unless the Cowboys do like they did in 2018 where they went into, into the season. You know, we all sat here and were like scratching our heads like, is this wide receiver by committee with Alan Hearns and Deontay Thompson and Terrence Williams and Cole Beasley going to work? And then about, you know, five, six weeks in the season, they're just like, yeah, we can't do this. And then they made the trade for Amari Cooper. So, that, that's possible. If they make a move to, to upgrade the roster sometime between now and uh, during the season or something that with a significant move like that, that would change things. But as the rosters sit right now, no, I have the Eagles winning the NFC East. All right. And uh, are, you, are you feeling okay about uh, Florida State as we get this season started? 
<laughs> no, and by the way, I'm not an alum. I didn't go there. I went to Wayne State in Detroit. I'm just a Florida State football fan. But uh, I'm, I'm not. I don't feel great about it. But I felt good enough to, you know, get a hotel and a ticket to go to New Orleans on Sunday to see them play LSU. So I got that. You know, where I'm, I'm believing early on, but. I could see things unraveling pretty quickly. I certainly don't expect them to win Sunday night, but I'm going there for support. When I call you a Florida State alum, just go with it. I mean, you've invested enough in travel and in, like, clothing and everything to be, we call it at Baylor, alumni by choice, all right? So just you can go with it. I mean, I, 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 you don't have to show your Wayne State pride, but I'm glad that you did. Uh, but uh, oh, hey, John- Florida State, if Wayne State, Wayne State ever got to the level where, let's say, they became like a Boise State or this like up-and-comer where they could actually hang with the big boys, and they played Florida State, I would root for Florida State to win by 50. There's, there, I have no loyalty to the Wayne State football program. I am diehard <laughs> Florida State football. I'll say that right now. Oh, man. By the way, the Bears have Albany coming in. You remember Albany? That's where the Giants used to work out. And uh, so you, you, Albany, when the Great Danes show up, uh, you you got to watch out. So the Bears uh, Bears hoping to survive that contest on Saturday. Yeah, I mean, you know how it is. You went to Baylor. It's it's different if you go to that school. You feel that loyalty to the athletic program and things, especially when it's a major D one program in football and basketball. But like when you go, Wayne State's like a commuter school. You know, I mean, I didn't go to outside of having to cover some games for the school newspaper. Like I, there was no really like pulling for the team and going to games and stuff like that. Like I, I've been a Florida state football fan since I was like eight or nine, you know I mean? That's not going to, that's just not going to change. There's just not enough there. Was it like the uh, sitcom community in any ways? Did you, did you have similar experiences? Did you watch that sitcom? <laughs> I, I, I didn't. Okay. Yeah. You might want to catch up on that. It's pretty funny, but uh, John always fun. And uh, uh, glad you were able to, uh, uh, provide us with all those projections, cut down day across the NFL. I thought of you because uh, you love a good projection. And uh, from what I could tell, you had at least two or three more correct than Todd Archer. And I just want to congratulate you on that. <laughs> I appreciate that, Matt. Thank you. All right. There he goes. Uh, thank you, John. John Machoda from uh, The Athletic covers the uh, NFL, covers the Cowboys in particular. Always fun to have him on and visit with him. Now, it is time for Campus Confidential. What's going on across the country, and especially in college football, as we get ready for, well, really the true week one. That's all next. The new season kicks off this Saturday for Dave Aranda and the defending Big 12 and Sugar Bowl champion Bears, hosting the Albany Dames. 4 p.m. for the Baylor Alumni Tailgate Show, live from Touchdown Alley on the banks of the Brazos. 6 p.m. kickoff from inside McLean Stadium with J.J. Joe, Ricky Thompson, and the voice of the Bears, John Morris. Baylor Bear football beginning this Saturday here on the home of the Bears, ESPN Central Texas. Come join ESPN Central Texas as they broadcast live this Friday, September 2nd from 4 to 6 p.m. at Los Cucos Mexican Cafe in Waco as we gear up for the 2022 football season featuring happy hour specials from 2 to 6. And don't forget their great items on the menu like fajitas, tacos, enchiladas, and, of course, their specialty margaritas. It's a party at Los Cucos Mexican Cafe in Waco. Join ESPN's Matt Mosley and the gang at Los Cucos Mexican Cafe located off Loop 340 in Waco this Friday, September 2nd from 4 to 6 p.m. 
What do John Morris, Kirk Watson, Maxine Hart, Walter Abercrombie, Martha Lou Scott, Michael Hyatt, and Robert Darden all have in common? They've each been interviewed on Baylor Line's Direct Line Conversation series. You can hear from these outstanding bears and many, many more with a subscription to Baylor Line Insider. This is your all-access pass to the best content in the Baylor family. Subscribe today at BaylorLine.com KRZI. Jennifer Grant Family Dentistry has been practicing dentistry in Waco for 23 years. Her caring staff prides itself on having over 135 combined years of dedication to creating healthy, beautiful smiles. Jennifer Grant DDS offers all aspects of dentistry, general cosmetic, preventative, and whitening, and there's no need to be afraid of the dentist. Jennifer Grant DDS offers non-IV sedation. New patients are welcome, and most insurance plans are accepted. Jennifer Grant Family Dentistry, where you'll be treated like family. JenniferGrantDDS.com. Call today. Do you have pain or sports injuries that are keeping you on the sidelines? Start a conversation with a specialist at Ascension Medical Group Providence Orthopedics and Sports Medicine. Tell us about your activities and your history of pain or a recent injury so together we can create the best care plan for you. We are here with minimally invasive to advanced surgery options as well as physical therapy and we treat both kids and adults. Schedule with our specialist today at ascension.org slash Ortho. Your home for the Waco Lions, ESPN Central Texas. This is Scott Davis, owner of Universal Windows. With inflation driving material costs through the roof and interest rates rising, don't put off replacing those old inefficient windows. Take advantage of our 0% interest for up to six years. Save the equity in your home. Save your cash. Call today, 254-301-7760, and you too will be saying, I love my windows. They've got that brand new home effect. Make your trash disappear. Call your friends at Frontier. Frontier Waste Solutions is a locally owned and operated waste management company. We are Texas-based and Texas-proud. Frontier Waste offers roll-off dumpster rentals, commercial waste disposal, and residential garbage collection. At Frontier Waste, we will pick up your trash. Our equipment is well-maintained, and we have a great culture here where employees are taken care of, too. Call me for your municipal, commercial, and construction dumpster quotes today. Sabrina with Frontier, 254-855-6683. Or on our website, FrontierWaste.com. Since 1975, Schmaltz's Sandwich Shop has been serving their one-of-a-kind sandwiches, soups, and salads to hungry Central Texans. They start early in the morning baking their homemade artisan bread. The sandwiches are oven-toasted, giving the bread a crunchy crust covering and a soft and dry, airy center. Ask for everyone's favorite, the Schmaltz, a combination of three cheeses, three meats, and all the fixins. They welcome phone-in orders at their town west or downtown locations. Waco Born and Bread, Schmaltz's Sandwich Shop. ESPN Radio Sports Center. I'm Ward Watch with your ESPN Central Texas Sports Center update brought to you by McAdams and Sons Roofing. Aaron Judge has hit his 50th home run last night in a 4 3 loss to the Angels. He's on pace for Roger Maris' 63 home runs. Jimmy Garoppolo has agreed to a restructured contract and will remain with the 49ers for the 2022 season. Ernie Zampese, the offensive coordinator for the Cowboys Super Bowl era, has died at the age of 86. TCU's Sonny Dyke said he could play three quarterbacks in Friday's game versus Colorado. Cowboys have to be at 53 on their roster today. Serena Williams started her final U.S. Open with a win in three straight sets. Texas Rangers start a two-game series at home with the Astros tonight, 7.05 first pitch, and you can hear that on ESPN Central Texas. 
Catch the first UMHB head coach Larry Harmon show tonight at 6 o'clock on Fox Sports Central Texas. Sports Center, every 20 minutes, only on ESPN Central Texas. It's time for Campus Confidential, our daily look at college football news. Here's your host, Matt Mosley. How does Matt Mosley on this fine Tuesday afternoon as we roll toward the first full weekend of college football activity? And then it won't be long before the NFL will come rolling in. Cowboys get going on the 11th. Tampa Bay comes into town. So very exciting times ahead. But for Campus Confidential, we turn it over to Aaron Sexton. We will start with Baylor. They released their depth chart for the Albany game coming up this Saturday. And Matt, I know you've had a chance to look at it. I was wondering what if there was anything that kind of jumped out at you as far as the depth chart. You know, I I saw a report out there and, and so it's always interesting to find out who might be like the single-digit kind of numbers that uh, that they give out over there for uh, to honor people. Kind of the uh, oh, I think it's voted on uh, by the players is how that that comes out, or maybe the coaches just come up with it. But anyway, it's uh, that's always of great interest to me, and I, I it's always to me the best thing about that depth chart is that. And I know there's the word or is used in an important fashion there. I found it interesting that Hal Presley was mentioned as a starter at wide receiver. Gavin knew – what I always call him the wrong Gavin, the guy that's the governor of California. <laughs> Gavin Holmes for the Bears – is a single-digit type guy, huge character person, and and he, you know, in all, I think he's going to get a ton of playing time. But he was listed as kind of an either-or type situation. Uh, Javon Gibson's another player. I have my name on. He was um, uh, considered a, a second-string guy. The um, is it Jones? Seth Jones was one of the starters. I mean, all of that stuff interests me. Like Josh Cameron was so good that they put him on scholarship, and he was impressing like crazy. Now, at his position, he's either second or third string. I'm doing some of this by memory. But, I, I, yeah, they, they got him listed as third, and I, I thought he'd be even higher than that. So I think the encouraging news when I looked at the depth chart for the Bears was that, you know, they're pretty deep at wide receiver. Not deep in experience, but deep in talent. Now, running back was big to me. Tay McWilliams was uh, was right there. Now, again, this is going to be kind of a either-or type situation with some of these guys. Quaylen, uh is a guy that I love how he runs, love how the guy's built. Uh, Fleeks, who was a wide receiver, has moved running back. He was down listed as like the third or fourth back. Now, that doesn't look great maybe when you look at the depth chart, but I do think throughout the year a lot of those guys are going to be called upon. I do think it's a fairly deep group. 
I think at this time last year, Grimes was worried as all get out that he didn't have, especially the spring, until Abram Smith showed that he could get it done. And then Abram Smith and Trusted Ebner became great complementary pieces. This year, it's hard to claim one true bell cow type back. I do think it's going to be a combo. But there is a thought that Tay McWilliams, if you do have a bell cow, he might be the one. Um, I, I love the depth at tight end. As Kevin Longquist from Rivals will tell you, I've been a huge fan going back a couple of years of Drake Dabney's. I picked up on him early. He was number two. Uh, obviously, Ben Sims was going to be the number one tight end. I think Dabney's um, a nice option. Um, I, he's he's, but Sims and Dabney can both catch the ball, uh, and and both really athletic. Uh, Sims might be a little bit better of a blocker at this point in his career, but Dabney can get out run routes. I like him in space. I really do. And then I like the depth even beyond those guys. I think this is some of the best tight end depth we've seen in a long time. Now, the offensive line interested me. Aaron, sorry if I'm going too long with this, but, boy, I get no, fired up think, thinking about these oh, things. Um, yeah, and then as I talk, Aaron, then I can realize that I've got most of this kind of memorized now. <laughs> I'm impre- I, I really kind of, am. I'm impressed. I am. Um, I, I was – Left guard was a was a bit surprising to me because I thought Big Moe's, you know, might be ready to take over. And um, uh, Micah Mazuka, Makuza, Mazuka, spelled kind of like Makuza. Anyway, that, that's a big old huge guy. I've been looking for him. He's been great in the weight room. He's a massive, like I've always thought even like two or three years ago when I'd see him, I thought, this guy could end up being great, and he may be. But now Big Mose Jeffrey's a good player, too, so let's not rule him out. And then Galvin, of course, Gall, the whole bunch. As you go across, Byers over there at right tackle. I, I, I like even behind Byers. Um, I think that's where they have a, a redshirt freshman slotted in, and I'm – Kind of like him, too. I mean, I, I'm really loving the offensive and defensive lines. Now, getting word, I saw um, uh, Drake Toll had a, uh, from Locked On, had some of those single-digit numbers. It looks like T.J. Franklin, who we all know pretty well from down the road at Temple, is going to be a single-digit guy. I think he's going to wear number nine, I believe. And uh, this is a fun, fun group. Christian Morgan will keep um, I believe Christian was already ha- number four, and then he'll maintain that number. And um, this this is a really, really fun group as you kind of look up and down to see where everybody's going to end up. I This is one of my favorite depth charts I've seen in a long time at Baylor. And I would even say that um, I, the uh, linebacker, I like – I like the depth. I mean, there are a lot of people who thought that Josh White, uh, who was going to move in, would start right away. I mean, Matt Jones, Doyle. Um, there's just a lot of a lot of really good talent at linebacker. And then, of course, those other positions when you start about Star and the Jack, those are good. I mean, I, I, the, Bryson Jackson was so good last year, and I think he's going to end up with a. Uh, 
with a single-digit number, and then Garmin Randolph really, really long. So those players, Garmin's about 6'7". That's number 55, as I recall, and then Bryson Jackson's 45. Both good players. Both right now, I think they have them at that jack position. That That's a great pass-rushing type, disruptive position. And then when you could put uh, Garmin out there, uh, with that height and length, that's really good. Okay, Aaron, I'll save a little bit for as we go, but I do love a depth chart. That's a pretty good breakdown of it. You covered everything that caught my eye, too. So we will move on to more starting quarterbacks or not naming starting quarterbacks, which is what new TCU Horn Frog coach Sonny Dykes is going to do. He has both Max Dugan, who started 29 games as TCU's quarterback, and Chandler Morris, who had 531 yards in his lone start against Baylor last year, are both on the initial depth charts listed as the number one quarterback. He expects both of them to play, as well as redshirt freshman Sam Jackson, who has a 77-yard completion to Tay Barber on his only a pass attempt last season. So TCU still hasn't named a starter as they go into their first game of the season. You know, as tough a dude as he is, I I, I bet TCU fans are kind of like, okay, about time for Duggan to move on out. I mean, uh, Max Duggan has been, again, bruising, tough, will run, can take some punishment. But Duggan is just, he's never been all that accurate. And then, of course, we all know where the Chandler Morris game really came into being, and that was when he led TCU in that very emotional game after Gary Patterson had basically been dismissed. Um, uh, they they uh, knocked off the Bears, a really, really good Baylor team. And um, uh, Chandler, and that's the son of Chad Morris. So very interesting to look at that. Now, again, some of these college coaches do this so somebody won't go transfer and try to use their final year somewhere else. Uh, I, I think they probably think they're going to need Duggan and Morris this season. I Duggan does not seem like the kind of guy that would transfer. Morris, maybe, just because he's a pretty bally. You know, he's got a lot of. Uh, you know, there, there's been a – he was like a four-star guy out of Highland Park. I, I think he did start for the for the Scots. So, anyway, uh, lots of interesting stuff out there in college football. All right, let's look at what the Cowboys' rivals are doing. Jeff Mosier is a uh, great longtime friend of mine, and he is an Eagles insider. The Philadelphia Eagles, longtime newspaperman who's uh, ended up in the podcast game and all those places. We'll catch up with Jeff. We'll do it next. Hey, everyone. With today's Cowboys report, I'm Christy Scales. First-rounder Tyler Smith talks about mixing and matching along the offensive line right after this. What does it mean to be a part of Cowboys Nation? At Reliant, it means powering the home of the Dallas Cowboys and homes of Cowboys fans across Texas and helping out when needed most. As an electricity provider, it's our commitment to every customer and their family. And it's as strong as our Texas roots. It's our promise today and for generations to come. Reliant, proud to be the official energy provider of the Dallas Cowboys. PUCT number 10007. Becky Hammond on being the first woman to coach in the NBA. 
What if it's no big deal that I'm a woman? What if it's about striving for excellence and being the best me without the label? It's not about where others say you should be. It's about where you want to go. It's about a financial services company that focuses on your measures of success. Whether it's for your home or business, we offer personalized service and expert advice to help you achieve your unique goals. Visit SWBC.com for financial services without the labels. Today's the deadline for NFL roster cuts down to 53. And while moves will continue beyond today as teams scour waiver wires and contemplate trades, Cowboys player personnel director Stephen Jones confirmed yesterday that first-round pick Tyler Smith is green-lighted to return to practice after missing last week with an ankle injury. Smith played guard in camp, but is now the top candidate to move to left tackle, the position he played in college, in place of the injured Tyron Smith. Tyler says all the mixing and matching of players this past month at camp will make his transition easier. It's building chemistry between, you know, all the different, you know, mixes and matches that we have on those lines. And, you know, it's helping me with my steps because, you know, just in terms of growing as a player, because, you know, in college, you, when you, you stick with the same five most of the time, like, if, I'm, if I'm being honest. So just mixing and matching has been great for us. With today's Cowboys Report, I'm Christy Scales. Cowboy Report brought to you by Richard Carr Buick GMC Cadillac. Cars and trunks are arriving weekly. Highway 6 at the Imperial Exit in Waco and at richardcar.com. Matt Mosley, weekdays at 4 p.m. on ESPN Central Texas. Are you ready for some football? It's football season, so stop in at Los Cucos Mexican Cafe in Waco. Come watch football at the bar and enjoy specialty margaritas or stop in before the game and enjoy any of their great menu items like their famous tomatillo enchilada, Mexican toquitos, or pollo del mar. Happy hour Monday through Friday, 2 p.m. to 6 p.m. and open till 11 p.m. on Fridays and Saturdays. Los Cucos Mexican Cafe in Waco, located off West Loop 340. The Crawford Booster Club is a nonprofit organization that supports all pirate and lady pirate athletic teams. Through the sale of Crawford apparel and a spring fundraiser, they're able to purchase needed items and products that are typically not in the school athletic budget. The Crawford Booster Club is proud of all the high school and junior high athletic teams, including football and baseball, boys and girls basketball, tennis, cross country, track and field, and golf, and girls volleyball and softball. They encourage all Crawford residents to go to the games, both home and on the road, and let the coaches and student athletes hear your support. Flinging a green and gold worldwide on the web at SyntechSportsFan.com. If your vendor does not value your feedback, you're with the wrong one. At UBO Business Services, we are serious about being in the service business. We send a survey after every service call. If it's positive, we call or email them with a thank you for their feedback. If it is negative, we call to see how we can make it better. No matter what your business is, we are all in the customer service business. In your office, if your sticker does not say UBO on the machine, do they really care? Call Sean Hunt at 254-709-2101 or ubeo.com. Hi, I'm Mark Stewart with Bird Colgen Ford. It's that time of year. It's football season, and Bird Colgen Ford is a proud supporter of the best high school football teams right here in Central Texas. BK Ford is proud to sell the number one truck in Texas, the F-Series truck, led by our leading rusher, the F-150, for 45 years in a row. Lock in your best price and rate right now by custom ordering your new F-150 today. Simple, easy, trusted, experience better at BK Ford. Ready to break ground on your next commercial construction project? 
Founded in 1969, Barnett Contracting is your single source for preparing for your next build. Their services include excavation, utilities, civil engineering, concrete work, paving, and storm drainage. Do business with Central Texas's premier site work contractor, Barnett Contracting, where they strive for successful projects and satisfy clients. Learn more at barnettcontracting.com. Total Office Solutions is one of the largest locally owned and operated commercial furniture dealers in Central Texas. Their staff of consultants provide project management, layout design, and turnkey installations. Whether you need chairs, desk, or complete furniture renovation, Total Office Solutions is your provider of all steel, Hahn, JSI, and Gunlock furniture. Total Office Solutions, where customer service and satisfaction is their number one goal. 216 Schroeder Drive in Waco and at mytotaloffice.com. From the Alan Samuels Dodge Chrysler Jeep Ram Studios, this is KRZI Waco, K222DC Waco, K265DV Temple, ESPN Central Texas. Welcome back to the Matt Mosley Show. The presenting sponsor of the Matt Mosley Show is Central National Bank, your leading independent bank with locations in Waco, Temple, and Austin. Also sponsored by Alan Samuels Dodge Chrysler Jeep Ram, Barnett Contracting, Baylor Line Foundation, Coach's Barbecue Smokehouse, Jim Turner Chevrolet, Camp Fimfo Waco, The Baylor Club, Myatt Fuels, Schmaltz's Sandwich Shop, Versalive Southwest Time Manufacturing, and UBO Business Services. And now, here's Matt Mosley. Here's Matt Mosley. I'm glad Jeff Mosier, my longtime pal, from all my ESPN.com days and, boy, his newspaper days and now with InsideTheBirds.com. Jeff, I'm glad you could hear all those sponsors, okay? I really wanted to, <laughs> I wanted you to hear everybody associated with the proud, uh, with, with, the, with the Matt Mosley show. Sir, how is your, um, how's your cut-down day going? Uh, uh, unlike the Cowboys, the Eagles actually go out, make deals, do trades, and improve the roster. The Cowboys are just going to kind of ride this thing out with, uh, it, and go from uh, internal. So it's uh, been an interesting day, but it's really fun to, to have you on, man. Hey, it's great to hear you again, Matt. Uh, I miss you. It's been a long time. We used to do this up in Lehigh, right? Get together, have a dinner, and the Eagles haven't practiced there in what feels like a decade now. So, uh, you know, it's good to be back with you. And I love it. Hey, listen, I know you got sponsors because I know you're a big deal. You are, you're like Anchorman out there. You're, you are a big deal in Texas and uh, yeah. nationally. So, so look, uh, yeah, cut down day. You know what it's like for the Eagles writers because they're so active and so unpredictable at times that for some, for some reporters, it's just about, trying to call and figure out who's who's staying and who's going, you know, from the from the current roster. But I think there was a year Howie even made a trade like after the fifty three man um deadline. So he's always active. Yeah, I mean, that's what people are saying in Dallas. If only Jerry could be more like Howie. I tell tell Roseman <laughs> next time you see him that uh that, that I'm saying that because and, and that is I mean people are actually saying the uh Eagles, you know, going into the offseason and training camp, I think a lot of people still had the Cowboys winning the division. And with this move today and other moves along the way, I think people are starting to wonder about the Cowboys, especially with what's happened on that offensive line. Now, let's start with the trade that came down. And you guys uh, uh, have been talking about it all day, you and Adam, and you all have had the uh, 
the podcast as well. Um, Gardner Chauncey Gardner Johnson from the Saints. Now it looks like the Saints just couldn't ever figure out and couldn't reach a deal, but this really uh, comes in. It's a trade that goes down. A really good fit for the Eagles. Like how much does uh, a player like this, who has seen some time at nickel cornerback, play safety? How much better does this make the Eagles secondary uh, heading into the season? Oh, Matt, a lot. I mean, it's it's see, safety stuck out like a sore thumb for the Eagles. And if they haven't, you know, ever since Malcolm Jenkins um, left for New Orleans, and they really haven't had a ton of talent in that position. It's been a weak spot. But this year it was sticking out even more so because they brought in A.J. Brown. They, have a, they brought in Hassan Reddick. So every other part, they brought in James Bradbury. So from corner to pass rusher to um, to defensive line, right, and linebacker, you know, they drafted Kobe Dean and signed Kezier White. They, they upgraded every part of the defense except for safety, which is not all. And it's not like they were getting by with, you know, good starters. They're, they're, Marcus Epps, who's going to start for them this year, has never been a full-time starter. And Anthony Harris, who became the casualty when they acquired Chauncey, uh, he was on a one-year deal last year. It was just kind of an okay player and then was back year two. So not only did they not have great, you know, inspire great confidence with their starters, but if any one of those guys got injured – you're talking about bringing someone off the bench who, who has either barely played or been disappointing. So Chauncey gives them a little bit more juice there. He's a guy who has you guys have seen down there. He plays with an edge. He's a known trash talker. So having him and Darius Slay on the same secondary is going to be pretty interesting there. Um, and he fits what Jonathan Gannon wants to do from a defensive coordinator standpoint as far as playing a little bit more versatile. Uh, back-end coverages, cover two, cover one, cover one robber, quarters. Uh, and you have a guy in, in Chauncey who can move all around. He's played nickel. He'll play safety here, safety nickel. He'll move around. He'll be the robber. So it just allows Jonathan Gannon to do a lot more than what he could have done prior to the deal. And then now it doesn't look like the Eagles defense is really good everywhere except this one you know, kind of like throbbing sore thumb. Yeah, if you'll if you'll use terms like quarters and robber, I will subscribe to this website. I've been kind of peeking around all day to see <clears throat> what I can get out of this, and I like it. Of course, I always follow you on Twitter and see your latest, and uh, this is uh, this is fun to to reconnect. Jeff Mosier of InsideTheBirds.com. Cowboys fans, it's always good to go and look kind of behind enemy lines and see what's going on there. This Gannon, I mean, these people interest me. I mean, around here, Dan Quinn, you know, people think he's the greatest uh, defensive coordinator ever. People would like him to be the head coach. Gannon, is that is that someone that uh, the Eagles fans are starting to uh, support? What What's his... What is his style, and what have you been able to kind of learn about him? I can't say that I know a ton about Gannon. Yeah, I think, it, you know, Eagles fans would agree with you there, Matt. I mean, I think they expected a little bit more. You know, Philadelphia is always a town that if you're going to not be great defensively, at least be rough, aggressive. Buddy Ryan is still a hero here. Uh, yeah. He never won a playoff game, right? So uh, that's the type – last year's defense – that Jonathan Gannon implemented was very soft, does not blitz. He was among the bottom end as far as blitz percentage. And anytime they played a decent to good quarterback, 
they got picked apart. They were very vanilla. They were they did not disguise their coverage as well. They didn't confuse quarterbacks at all. I mean, you saw that when the when when Dak and the Cowboys played the Eagles, they had their their way easily both times, and so did a lot of other teams. So again, he's been. My view is that Jonathan Gannon, who's already been kind of like the fans are, are skeptical of him, he's under as much pressure as Jalen Hurts is. You know, some people say that this team will go as far as Jalen Hurts takes it, and therefore all the pressure's on Jalen. And that sort of lets Jonathan Gannon off the hook because nobody on the Eagles has received more upgrades than Jonathan Gannon has between all those players I mentioned that were brought in. And now he's got the, the players to do more. With, yeah, he's got the personnel to do more than what he could do last year. So there's no excuses. No, no well, you inherited this defense and you tried to put players in positions and it didn't work. You know, in my, in my opinion, the number one job of a coach is to put players in a position to succeed. And I don't think he did that very well last year. They were, they were not as bad on paper as what the product was because he was transitioning a 4-3 team to a multiple front, multiple back-end look. And they weren't – Jim Schwartz, if anything, you remember about Jim Schwartz is yeah. keep it simple, rush four, attack the quarterback, cover one, you know, cover, one, cover three on the back end. There, there's not a whole lot of guesswork there It's because the guys are going to be flying at your quarterback. This this defensive coordinator is a whole lot different. He wants to do a whole lot of different things, and I, I just felt like he didn't do a great job with what he was what he had last year in doing that. And now there's there's no excuses this year. Well, I you made me think back to Jim Johnson. I mean that was that was when the Eagles blitzed more than any team in the NFL, and they had such a huge variety of blitzes. And Andy really leaned on the late great Jim Johnson, and then of course McDermott comes in. And uh, and kind of learned under him. McDermott's gone on to do great things, even though, as I recall, basically was fired in Philly or kind of allowed to to go somewhere else right. toward the end of his time. So some interesting things there o- over the years. What is Hertz is someone that we know well in this part of the country. Watched him with the Sooners ha- have a great season after Alabama uh, from the Houston area. Is this boy? It's a finicky. This fan base can be tough on you, but once they fall in love with a guy, they can be behind him. Uh, is this still a wait and see attitude with Hertz? And I mean, to me, he's like one of those guys in that, you know, maybe the fifteen to twenty best quarterback, but he certainly has some great leadership traits. What do you What do you see in his future? And, and obviously he has a ton of pressure on him, but he also has more help around him now. He does have more help. The, the trade for A.J. Brown, really big. You know, they've developed their tight end. But, well, they've developed their wide, wide receiver position to the fact that now you've got A.J. Brown and Devontae Smith. The Eagles are not known for having, you know, great electrifying wide receiver groups. You know, they've had them at times. You know, when Andy Reid was here, he was really a sore spot until T.O. came along. And then you had Deshaun Jackson and Jeremy Macklin for a while. Uh, you got to go back to the days of sort of Mike Quick and Harold Carmichael, uh, who are two of the, the franchises among the franchise's leading receivers. But if you go look at that franchise leading receiver group, after those four names I gave you, it, it gets pretty thin real quick. You got to go back to like the Pete Pihoses uh, of way back when uh, that are still above there. So, and Jack Ertz, a tight end, is, is, is up there. So this is a really interesting and unique wide receiver group. Um, and then you throw in Dallas Goddard, who's been a really, really good tight end. I think, I think he's actually going to have an even better year this year for those fantasy uh, 
lovers out there. I think Dallas Goddard is a guy you're going to want to have. Um, so this is a really good, and of course they've got what many people consider to be the best offensive line in football. So again, Jalen Hurts sort of no excuses either. He's got to go out there and get it done. He's been a great kid, a great leader. I think he's made uh, as much as he can with his opportunities so far. And he's helped the franchise move on from Carson Wentz without completely bottoming out. That's a great feather in his cap. Um, I would say, you know, the organization and, and people who have studied his tape say that last year he tended to be a little bit too one read and go. Um, this year, the feedback we're getting is he's done, he's more comfortable in the offense. He can get from one to two pretty quickly. There are times that he, he stays in the pocket. He still, still sometimes leaves the pocket, but he, he, when he does that, he can make good things happen. So it's not the worst thing in the world when he leaves. They just would like him to work on getting from one to two and then trying to get to three um, instead of running because they don't want him to get hurt. And they've, they've got at least three good outlets on every single play. And that doesn't even mention like the Kenneth Gainwells and Miles Sanders of the world who can, who can also catch the ball. So everything's there for him. And, uh, but it shouldn't be forgotten that the team had several flirtations this off season. I mean, Russell Wilson was out there, Deshaun Watson, we know about, I mean, if this team could have gotten one of those guys, they probably would have made an aggressive attempt to get them. So that, And then they went and traded with the Saints to get a future first-round pick for next year. So uh, Jalen's got to have a really good year to prove to them that he's the guy going forward. Boy, can you imagine Watson or Russell Wilson in Philly uh, and, and it even all the stuff swirling around Watson? I mean, now that would be inside the birds.com. That would be something to be able to visit about. And isn't it interesting for you to say, well, they may have one of the best uh, offensive lines in, in football. We, we think of how great the Cowboys line was and everybody, all the talk on it, even just a year or two ago. And, and it, it reminds you how quickly those things can change. And you see it, uh, Eagles fans see it now, Cowboys don't really have a left tackle. They're going to put a first-round pick in that wasn't even going to win the left guard spot. They don't have a left guard they feel great about. Center's just kind of meh. they got a great right guard, and they got like a, a, a second-year undrafted guy at right tackle. I mean, you can go from one of the best lines two or three years ago in football to one of the worst in a hurry, and, and it's happened with the Cowboys. So it sounds to me like there's a growing confidence uh, among the Eagles and, and the folks that cover the Eagles, but Eagles fans, do you feel like they feel that, that they could be ready to overtake the Cowboys? Yeah. I, I, you know, last year the Eagles were just not competitive when they played a good team. They just weren't. I mean, you're going to go look at them, look at how – I know they went to the playoffs. We know they won nine games, but look at look at every time they played a team that was over 500 and – Honestly, it was not good. This year, with all the moves they made, there is the belief, and I think it's fair, that you could say the Eagles have a better 53 than anybody else in the division, um, which should make them way more competitive to win the division. And, and the NFC looks wide open. You know, I mean, we have no idea what Green Bay and San Francisco are, are going to look like this year with, with sort of the changes that they've undergone. And, you know, the Rams are, are still a great team, but it's always hard to repeat as conference champions. So we'll have to see there. And I think uh, that the Eagle fan base certainly thinks that there's there's reason to be optimistic about getting right back up there and, and making a deeper playoff run and improving upon um, what they started last year. Jeff, I really appreciate it. Fun catching up with you, and I can't wait to uh, see you in a press box soon. Yeah, man. Glad to hear you're doing well. You bet. There he goes. Jeff Mosier covers the uh, Philadelphia Eagles, has for a long time. 
uh, in the newspaper business, and then uh, uh, now InsideTheBirds.com and does a podcast. And he and Adam Kaplan, who was on ESPN for a long time, do that podcast together and uh, some really good stuff. Uh, Adam's on Fox as well, uh, Fox Radio. So good to catch up with uh, with Jeff Mosier there. And it does sound like a growing confidence among the Eagles, and part of that has to do with a move they made. We'll have more on NFL cut-down day and several kind of interesting moves. There were some big-time veterans that were released are the Cowboys now going to make a move and go find somebody to help them at offensive tackle? We'll talk about that next. Your weather report is brought to you by the Nitsche Group. Since 1949, the Nitsche Group Insurance Agency has offered Texans policies for their personal, commercial, and bonding insurance needs. Check them out at nitschegroup.com. With the Nitsche Group Insurance Agency, Texans can go to one company and get access to insurance coverage options from many carriers. Learn more at thenitschegroup.com. Your ESPN Central Texas forecast. Scattered rain and thunderstorms throughout Central Texas. That's going to last until about 8 o'clock tonight. Overnight, it'll be cloudy with a low of around 75. Tomorrow, again cloudy with about a 50% chance of continued scattered rain and thunderstorms. And we'll see an afternoon high near 80. Currently, it's 76 at ESPN Central Texas. It's time now for the Baylor Sports Beat on the home of the Bears, ESPN Central Texas. Now, here's the voice of the Bears. Everybody, it's time for a check of Baylor Athletics on today's Baylor Sports Beat. Coming up, Baylor Volleyball moves up in the national polls, and Baylor Football continues preparation for their season opener this Saturday. Details straight ahead on today's Baylor Sports Beat. At Allen Samuels, our great selection of new cars and trucks come with amazing deals and competitive financing that makes you ask, why shop anywhere else? During the Labor Day sales event at Allen Samuels, purchase a new 2022 Ram 1500 Crew Cab Lone Star and receive values up to $7,000 or choose 2.9% for 72 months and get $2,500 bonus cash and no payments for 90 days. Shop with us today. Allen Samuels in Waco. Come by. Let's be friends. Light the tower green. The Baylor Bears are Big 12 Conference champions. Want to be part of the action live when your Baylor Bears football team takes on the Oklahoma Sooners this fall? Visit BaylorBears.com slash Texas Farm Bureau and register for the chance to win a trip to see Baylor take on Oklahoma in Norman on November 5th. One lucky winner and a guest will receive round-trip airfare, hotel accommodations, and tickets to the game. Register today at BaylorBears.com slash Texas Farm Bureau. This exclusive experience is brought to you by Texas Farm Bureau Insurance, proud sponsor of Baylor Athletics. You're listening to the Baylor Sports Beat on ESPN Central Texas. Here again is the voice, John Morris. And welcome back. Baylor Volleyball moving up in the national AVCA polls with a bullet. Coming off their win 3-2 victory over reigning national champion and third-ranked Wisconsin on Saturday in Fort Worth. The Bears jump from number 16 in the nation to number 9 in the nation this week. Baylor Volleyball on the road at a tournament hosted by Pepperdine later this week. Baylor football home for their season opener this Saturday at McLean Stadium, hosting the Albany Danes. Coach Dave Aranda at his weekly press conference yesterday asked what he's looking to get out of this season opener. Identity. I think, you know, we want to um, 
we talked about this in the staff meet earlier today, identity, competitive maturity, and energy. You know, I think identity, um, we talked about there's a jazz musician who said, you know, jazz is simple, but simple ain't easy. And it just, it would be great to really be good at the simple ain't easy part. And, um, you know, I think there's a fair amount of teams that, that maybe struggle with that part. And for us to, um, to really make an impact in that area would be, uh, would be ideal. You know, then I think, you know, the competitive maturity part. So how do we handle to go up? You first have to go down and you have to kind of, um, we can define suffering as any time that you're not in control. And so what's great about football is that a um, fair amount of us are going to not be in control of outcomes of, of uh, this call or that result and all these things. And so how we handle that um, will have a lot to do with kind of um, where our competitive maturity is. You know, a lot to be desired from a year ago, first game. And then I think energy-wise, you know, I think there's for sure there's going to be a, a strong energy to start the game. But, you know, depending on where the game is, we're struggling to get in it, we're ahead of it, regardless of where it is, right? We want to be able to continue to build energy and so that our sideline is winning the battle of sidelines and that our team is out there performing and getting better as the game goes. Coach Dave Aranda and the Bears hosting Albany Saturday at 6 p.m. at McLean Stadium. And that's today's Baylor Sports Beat. More tomorrow. I'm John Morris. The Big 12 Blitz, weekdays at 5.50 p.m. on ESPN Central Texas. They have it all at Deadfish Grill. Great food and atmosphere, signature cocktails, and a perfect view to complete your day. Their menu features seafood steaks, burgers, catfish, and chicken fried steaks. Some of the best seafood entrees in Central Texas include coconut shrimp, gumbo, oysters, Cajun pasta, and salmon. And ask about Sunday brunch. Come catch a bite and enjoy the sunset. Deadfish Grill on beautiful Lake Belton. Check them out at deadfishgrill.com and on Facebook. Hey folks, Derek Scott here with Jim Turner Chevrolet. I'm excited to share with you that we have over 100 new vehicles coming to us in the month of August. That means you can go back to school in style. So call us today and reserve your new Chevrolet and let us tell you about the largest and cleanest used car inventories in Central Texas. And don't forget that we have one of the best service and parts departments and top-notch body shops that help make your choice even clearer. So give us a call, 840-3261, or shop us 24-7 at turnerschevy.com. And remember folks, we're just a heartbeat away in McGregor. We'll treat you like family. Make your vehicle look and run like new again at CNC Collision Center. They're your locally owned and operated location for paint and body repairs, frame straightening, spray and bed liners, and wheel alignments. CNC Collision Center offers free estimates and they'll also come to you for car pickup and delivery. Have your car restored to its original beauty. CNC Collision Center, 5849 North Highway 6 in Spiegelville at cccollisioncenter.com and on Facebook. The Cowboys Update, weekdays at 7.25 a.m. and 4.50 p.m. on ESPN Central Texas. In my podcast, Your Money in a Cup of Joe, we talk money management, investments, and retirement in a Q&A-style format helping to break down complicated topics. I'm Joe Kaleo with the Kaleo Wealth Management Group. Look for Your Money in a Cup of Joe on our website or Spotify. Kaleo Wealth Management is a Central Texas team of UBS Financial Services, member FINRA SIPC.
It's exercise, it's fun, and it's free. This fall, join Let's Walk Waco and create your own walking group with friends and family. Register today for prizes along the way. Registration and instructions can be found on the Let's Walk Waco website. Stop by now today, walkwaco.com. What are you waiting for? Register today at walkwaco.com and get the fun started. Elevate your career with a new job at VersaLift Southwest, a time manufacturing company. VersaLift Southwest occupies a 16-acre state-of-the-art assembly and upfitting facility that develops and builds the world's best aerial lifts, digger derricks, and cable placers right here in Central Texas. They are now hiring hydraulic, electrical, and service technicians. They offer a great benefits package and outstanding starting pay. Drop by their location, 7601 Imperial Drive in Waco to apply. ESPN Radio Sports Center. I'm Ward White with your ESPN Central Texas Sports Center update. Aaron Judge has hit his 50th home run last night in a 4-3 loss to the Angels. He's on pace for Roger Maris' 63 home runs. Jimmy Garoppolo has agreed to a restructured contract and will remain with the 49ers for the 2022 season. Ernie Zampese, the offensive coordinator for the Cowboys Super Bowl era, has died at the age of 86. TCU Sonny Dyke said he could play three quarterbacks in Friday's game versus Colorado. Cowboys have to be at 53 on their roster today. Serena Williams started her final U.S. Open with a win in three straight sets. Texas Rangers start a two-game series at home with the Astros tonight, 7.05 first pitch, and you can hear that on ESPN Central Texas. Catch the first UMHB head coach Larry Harmon show tonight at 6 o'clock on Fox Sports Central Texas. Sports Center, every 20 minutes, only on ESPN Central Texas. I mean, we may need to do some more depth chart talk at some point, Aaron. Uh, it's Matt Mosley's show, ESPN Central Texas. I think our folks love that, just kind of hearing us go over all those uh, positions. Uh, for Baylor, the depth chart came out uh, Monday. Of course, yesterday was that first news conference of the season. And um, great to great to uh, see everybody uh, on, uh, I was just looking at ESPN Plus, has that each uh, each Monday, and then um, who do we have representing us yesterday? Of course, Tom's always over there. Uh, I'll be there a lot during the season. Uh, they have a nice meal, and then we go over there and we just visit, and it's good for football. Now, sometimes, Aaron, the um, the Big 12 Conference will just kind of put a random question out during the day, and I noticed uh, earlier today just about well you know 17 minutes ago today is august 30th i believe that's correct the uh, big 12 asked the question what is the best rivalry in the big 12 and i think it's kind of a just throw it out there just get people to respond and of course the first answer texas versus kansas they just the big 12 i think is just setting people up for a bunch of jokes and everybody's making the same joke uh, finally, somebody did say the the Red River rivalry in Bedlam. Now, somebody says Baylor versus BYU. Okay, that let's. I mean, that's kind of early in the. Uh, we've had a few of those: the Baptists and the Mormons. Let's let that thing get going. And I'm mad at the at BYU right now. I mean, they, horrible treatment. 
Uh, and again, I know it was just a, a couple of people being horrible, but that be that volleyball game the other night that was in BYU and the Duke player that uh, had racial slurs hurled at her, that's an embarrassment to a, an entire fan base. And I promise you, we don't need that in the Big 12. People coming in acting like that, acting a fool, and that was a, that was a complete embarrassment for BYU. Now, again, it looks like their AD handled it really well and stepped in, but I, I did want to at least bring that up. Uh, it was the only... Uh, I think African-American player who was was on the court a lot uh, during that match for for Duke. And these BYU fans, a couple of them, were just saying horrible things. And listen, if that's going on during a match and they put a police officer down there uh, around the bench, but you got to get those folks out of there. Now, they've now banned the whoever it was from all the rest of this year. Honestly, if you're down there hollering out, um, calling people racial slurs at a game, Aaron. I say ban them, ban them forever. I mean that's just stupidity. I mean we don't need that. Okay, just get them out of there. And uh, so anyway, that that had been bothering me, so I thought I would at least uh, hit on that. But back to our rivalry talk, which is a little easier topic. Baylor TCU came up, uh, Aaron. If you're going to be honest, and we got to say Texas OU's won, I guess Bedlam for all those years. But, I mean, think how think how sad that is, like how little these conferences and these schools care about these rivalries to, to do, like, what they do. Like, it's still I, – I don't think we view everything through we're the Baylor flagship and, and you know, uh, Aaron and I are big Baylor fans and – I went to Baylor, and Aaron spent his whole life, you know, rooting for Baylor. So we saw everything through a Baylor lens. Aaron, let's take our Baylor caps off for a minute and think about Oklahoma State. I mean, the betrayal that is, and I get it, Oklahoma, they can make more money, they can be in the SEC, blah, blah, blah. But to do that to your all-time rival now again is texas a bigger rival than oklahoma state in some ways yes because the ou texas the border rivalry that's huge but the huge but the bedlam thing just was so special to the people in that state and to just to just leave without even caring it's the same things usc and ucla i mean ucla stinks at football, they have for a long time. Last year, they they act like they did a big a big thing, and they went eight and four. They acted like it was like the greatest season uh, since Terry Donahoe was there, since Troy Aikman was there. They went eight and four. They stink, and and all they're doing is riding USC's coattails. And by the way, USC hadn't been very good lately either. I mean, that's the Aaron. We brought that up, and I know you had a buddy who said, "Hey, hey, I like what Mosley's saying there," but but. We're making such a huge thing out of USC, and they have not been good. And they get Lincoln Riley, and we just go crazy. Oh, my gosh, USC, unbelievable. Are we certain? Are we certain USC is just going to dominate, and then they're going to they're gonna waltz into the Big Ten? I mean, I bet, I bet that Ohio State and Penn State and Iowa and Michigan – in Wisconsin, cannot wait to put them in a headlock. Like I, just because Lincoln Riley's there does not mean they're going to go into the Big Ten and dominate. 
And the sad truth of it is nobody cares anymore. It's about the money. I mean, at least Lincoln was being kind of honest. Lincoln didn't want to go to the SEC. He wanted an easier route. So he goes to the cushy Pac-12, and then (laughs) they leave. They go to the Big Ten. So uh, everywhere poor Lincoln turns, he's foiled. Like, I think if Lincoln tried to escape to the USFL, like the next week, the USFL would merge with the NFL, and Lincoln would be in trouble again. Lincoln can't get away from everybody. He keeps trying to avoid trouble, and, and, they, and he keeps landing in, in hot water. And now he's got to go to the Big Ten. So, and, and, and think about that, Aaron, all the stuff that's on Lincoln's plate. He's also the director of sportsmanship uh, for the Pac-12, and, and really all of college football, you know, with mean old Baylor kicking that field goal <laughs> on him. Um, you know, it, it, Lincoln has a lot that he has to deal with. It is the Matt Mosley Show, ESPN Central Texas. We are doing some radio on a Tuesday. We'll get you ready for Saturday. We have a uh, big-time game, uh, Albany. I can't say it's big-time because all it's Albany. But it will be a great time for the Bears to all get together. This is a team that's predicted to win the Big 12 and it's going to be a great day to be out there. Six o'clock in the evening. And Aaron, I think I saw where this um, breaks a stretch of like six straight day games. Now, why am I happy about that? Well, I don't exactly. I got to be on the air four hours before games for the uh, for the ESPN Central Texas pregame show. Four hours, and uh, those eleven a.m. starts that can get a little early. So a six o'clock start. Very doable. Very doable. Now, I have my annual, Aaron, the, uh, you'll appreciate this, the uh, Art Vandalay League, uh, my uh, my fantasy draft on, let's see, Friday night. I mean, this is a very, and it's, it's in the Metroplex. I've got, I'll be at Los Cucos for a road show, getting everybody excited for the first game of the season at 4 o'clock on Friday i got to race back to the Metroplex, then race back to Central Texas for the game. Okay, so I'll be all over the place. Now, tomorrow, Aaron, I, I want to let everybody know, UMHB. We're going to kind of dedicate tomorrow to getting ready for UMHB in this new era uh, of UMHB football. And Larry Harmon doing a great job. Coach Harmon has uh, taken over and um, – and, and that's going to be a lot of fun. But I'm going to be at Dead Fish Grill right out there on the lake. Out there on Lake Belton. Beautiful views out there. Come see me. That's tomorrow from 4 to 6. I'll be at Dead Fish Grill. And I'd like to see, I'd like everybody to come out and, uh, and, and you know, I'll maybe say your name on the air and all that. Now, uh, Coach, um, Coach Harmon is going to be in practice. So, Aaron... Here's what I thought. I don't think I've even told you this yet. Coach Fred. I mean, he's retired. He's just kind of hanging out. And so uh, Coach Fredenberg will be on with me tomorrow at, I believe, 5 o'clock, Aaron. And so that'll be fun as he prepares for his first non-coaching week uh, in a long, long time. We'll take his temperature, see how retirement's treating him. I mean, I'm sure he's... He's found something. My gosh, he's either consulting or calling Coach Harmon with ideas late at night. 
uh, he's he's somehow involved. Okay, it's going to be hard for him to completely walk away, but I'm happy for him, excited for him, and he just he finished as well as a man can finish in college football, and he'll be on with the Mosley Show. That's Aaron. That's what a lot of people want to do in retirement. They just want to appear on our show, and uh, we'll give uh, Pete Fredenberg that uh, that ability tomorrow. Coach Fred joins us at 5 o'clock. Ward's going to stop by, get us ready for the season, uh, UMHB. And I say he'll stop by. I think Ward will be on the phone with us tomorrow. But Dead Fish Grill in Belton, USA. Love Bell County. Love Belton. And uh, love Salado, in fact, as well. It's going to be a lot of fun. That will be tomorrow out there at Dead Fish Grill. And Aaron, I know a lot of times you've got to stay in the studio, but just know that is a place you need to visit. Beautiful views, and uh, even if it's a little stormy, Aaron is our resident weatherman, and he's been saying it's going to be like 50% chance of showers tomorrow. It's still, even if it showers, they got these great big windows. You can watch the storm come across the lake. So come out with us anyway, even if the weather's a little iffy, and uh, hang out. I love it there, and so that will be uh, that will be fun. Now, uh, looking at cut-down day for the uh, Cowboys, they cut all their quarterbacks except Dak. You say, well, what's that mean? Well, they can do that because nobody's going to go after Cooper Rush on waivers. He's a vested veteran, so they probably have a deal in place that they'll bring him back before that first game. He can go hang out down the street. I think he's got a house here in the uh, in the Metroplex. He'll be fine. They might bring back Will Greer onto the practice squad. You know, unfortunately, he had that groin uh, injury, but uh, but he he's fine and uh, and I, I they really like his spirit and all of that, so they may put him on the practice squad. And then I was seeing somebody talk about the Cowboys might look at a offensive tackle Aaron that just got cut by the Jets. All right, this is a couple of hours ago a story, and because um, right now the Cowboys just do not have great options. Um, the The Jets had an offensive tackle named Chuma Adoga, and, um, and, and the Cowboys were apparently uh, waiting to see if he was released. Adoga did get released today, and... There is some thought that the Cowboys might have been interested uh, in that particular player. He's a former third-round pick uh, from USC, 6'3", 308-pound, 25-year-old. So we'll start looking around the league and see who the Cowboys might like to bring in as a backup uh, tackle. Now, there's also some other players out there. You know, Denzel Mims... Uh, was asking for a trade, asking to be a, out of the uh, the Jets. Just did not feel like he was getting enough chances, whether it be in preseason or in practice, was not listed as one of their top wide receivers. Uh, Denzel had such a tremendous career for Matt Rule in the Bears. And so that was somebody the Cowboys at least were kind of peeking around to see. Now, Aaron, we were talking about earlier Chauncey, What's our man's name? Chauncey Gardner Johnson. What's our What's our guy's name? Is that how you say it? Anyway, the uh, the player for the Saints that the the Eagles went and uh, and traded for, and 
he plays safety and he can play some kind of slot corner, very versatile player. And we were talking to an Eagles insider earlier in the program. This has shored up a a an a, a area for the uh, for the Eagles that they were really worried about. And that was their secondary. This is a piece they needed. The Eagles don't sit around Aaron Chauncey Gardner Johnson. Okay, I had it. Uh, CGJ, as we like to call him, he has now um, he has now started his career with the Eagles. He was a former fourth round pick, and they just couldn't get a deal done. And the uh, Saints have some deals coming up with, I think Davenport is a, is a former first round pick that they're going to have to get a long term deal done. They're cash strapped because of some of the things they've done with the cap. They're always overdoing the cap, doing crazy things with the cap. And so they're in kind of cap hell uh, to a certain extent. Well, the Eagles go in there, take advantage of that, and, and they just keep doing things that kind of impress you. I mean, at, at wide out now, you know, going to get A.J. Brown uh, uh, from the, um, you know, used to be with the Titans. I mean, this is a team that has created depth at wide receiver. I mean, Aaron, doesn't that make you sick? I, I think to our Cowboys fans, not you, Aaron, but to most of our Cowboys fans, to hear our insiders say earlier today that the Eagles now have one of the best offensive lines in the NFL. Now, I've known for, you know, Kelsey and some of those guys have been tremendous, but I, 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 I you know, I hadn't even thought about that. I hadn't been sitting there thinking, oh my gosh, the Eagles are unbelievable on the O-line, but it turns out they kind of are. Well, yeah, and according to Pro Football Focus, they have the best line in the NFL. Who is that, Aaron? I mean, off the top of your head. Now, I know you're more of a fantasy guy, and you can't pick offensive lines for fantasy, but Kelsey comes to mind. I'm just trying to think of who they who they have up front that has vaunted. I mean, this is a – I mean, it, 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 it highlights the fact, by the way, the Giants continue to be – for and maybe they'll finally pro football turn the focus. corner. Yeah, is that what I said, or did I say? Well, that's fine. Yeah, pro football focus. Yeah, yeah. What I was what I was asking you is like some of the names yeah. along that offensive line, uh, in addition to Kelsey, because that's the guy I usually think of, who is Travis Kelsey's brother, who has had you know a long career in the NFL and has been a a, a multiple times Pro Bowler. But the Eagles, you know, for years they had Jason Peters out at left tackle. Well, he's not with them anymore. I. I, I just I guess what I'm saying is it's kind of surprising to me that Howie Roseman kind of under the radar put together such a great offensive line. Yeah, and I've besides Kelsey, there's nobody that jumps out name wise. Uh, the tackles are Lane Johnson and uh, Jordan Malata. The guards are Landon Dickerson and Isaac Se- uh, Sayumalo. Excuse me. Yeah. So, yeah. Bless you. So they don't have any multiple-time Pro Bowlers except for Jason Kelsey, but apparently, like you said, kind of under the under the radar, they put together a really good offensive line while the Cowboys has gotten progressively worse. Yeah, and losing Tyron Smith has put even more pressure on them, and they act like they want to go internal. They're in a scary spot going into the first game of the season uh, and then putting Tyler Smith out there really without a safety net 
hey, we're happy to have you. We drafted you to be our future left tackle, but the thought was two or three years down the road that 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 Tyron Smith could give you another maybe two seasons uh, before he ends his vaunted career, and that's not going to be the case. And as I said in that last uh, in that last segment we were doing, Aaron, I, I just the only special player they right now have on the O line with Tyron Smith out is is Zach, uh, you know, over at right guard, and and that's it. That's it. They've got one big-time Pro Bowl player, and that's how quickly it can happen. They're only about two years removed. I'm, I'm thinking about, you know, uh, um, Travis Frederick. Whenever he got that uh, career-ending uh, condition that he had, and he ended up retiring early when they had Frederick, Martin, Tyron Smith, uh, Lyle Collins. They drafted Connor Williams. Uh, that was a tremendous group, and it may have been a little overrated, but there was a lot of continuity, and they became known as one of the best in, in the league, and suddenly, almost seemingly overnight, they now have one of the most inexperienced and, and, and seemingly worst O-lines in the NFC. This is scary. Now, maybe they'll be okay, but but right now, it doesn't look like that. Okay. We'll tie up a few loose ends, give you the uh, latest breaking news across the sports world. That is next in the Dismount. Find sports news, streaming, and show podcast at SyntechSportsFan.com. When shopping for a home mortgage, Benchmark Mortgage, Waco, Central Texas, is ready to bring you home. Offering conventional VA, FHA, and USDA loan products for purchase and refinance transactions. Our team is committed to providing a first-class experience and united by the Benchmark core values. Success, relationship, dynamic, excellence, and positive attitude. We provide certainty in uncertain times. Benchmark Mortgage, Waco, Central Texas. Locally owned and operated by Adam Goldenberg. NMLS number 74. 6474 with 20 years experience visit adamgoldenberg.benchmark.us you wouldn't call your doctor accountant or mechanic using a 1-800 number so why your bank if you have to dial 1-800 you don't know your bank and your bank doesn't know you come to central national bank and experience the difference bank different bank central central national bank member fdic Slovacek Sausage has found a great home in Central Texas, and we're growing with you. We have found so many ways to celebrate all the great things about Texas. Football, family, and friends, and so much more. We have all of the barbecue, specialty meats, and over 35 kinds of kolaches to make your next meal or gathering a great success, and we do all the work. If you're on the road, we have the best place for your pooch to stop and stretch with our beautiful dog park. So with the hospitality of Texas and our Czech heritage, Vitame Voss. That means we welcome you. At Slovacek's, you'll love our sausage. Your first word in sports. Game time. Weekdays 7 to 9 on ESPN Central Texas. This is Scott Davis, owner of Universal Windows. With inflation driving material costs through the roof and interest rates rising, don't put off replacing those old inefficient windows. Take advantage of our 0% interest for up to six years. Save the equity in your home. Save your cash. Call today, 254-301-7760, and you too will be saved. I love my windows. They've got that brand. Universal Windows Direct. 
Hey folks, Derek Scott here with Jim Turner Chevrolet. I'm excited to share with you that we have over 100 new vehicles coming to us in the month of August. That means you can go back to school in style. So call us today and reserve your new Chevrolet and let us tell you about the largest and cleanest used car inventories in Central Texas. And don't forget that we have one of the best service and parts departments and top-notch body shops that help make your choice even clearer. So give us a call, 840-3261, or shop us 24-7 at turnerschevy.com. And remember, folks, we're just a heartbeat away in McGregor. We'll treat you like family. When you do whatever it takes to get the job done, they say you're on it. At ASCO Equipment, they work hard to get the job done and get it done right. They partnered with Doosan Forklifts because they get the job done too. Doosan builds cushion, electric, and pneumatic forklifts you buy and rent at ASCO Equipment. And they service and support it. Quality forklifts that get the job done. ASCO Equipment, they're on it, whatever it is. Stay close. The Dismount with Matt Mosley is coming up on ESPN Central Texas. ESPN Radio Sports Center. I'm Ward White with your ESPN Central Texas Sports Center update. Aaron Judge has hit his 50th home run last night in a 4-3 loss to the Angels. He's on pace for Roger Maris' 63 home runs. Jimmy Garoppolo has agreed to a restructured contract and will remain with the 49ers for the 2022 season. Ernie Zampese, the offensive coordinator for the Cowboys Super Bowl era, has died at the age of 86. TCU's Sonny Dyke said he could play three quarterbacks in Friday's game versus Colorado. Cowboys have to be at 53 on their roster today. Serena Williams started her final U.S. Open with a win in three straight sets. Texas Rangers start a two-game series at home with the Astros tonight, 7.05 first pitch, and you can hear that on ESPN Central Texas. Catch the first UMHB head coach Larry Harmon show tonight at 6 o'clock on Fox Sports Central Texas. Sports Center, every 20 minutes, only on ESPN Central Texas. It's time now for the dismount on the Matt Mosley Show on ESPN Central Texas. That is the Matt Mosley Show. <clears throat> and um, I'll tell you, last night was pretty amazing. The buildup. <clears throat> this is uh, Serena's last Williams. Uh, Serena Williams, her last uh, major that she's going to play in. She's getting ready to retire. And this is her swan song. And it's uh, been one of the most amazing runs in sports history. I think she trailed 3-2 in the first set. So it was a little iffy there. But she got it going. <clears throat> what a scene. I'd love to go there. Love to be there at Flushing Meadows or out near Queens for the U.S. Open. Uh, love to see her in her final those that's a huge ticket one of the greats of all time all right it's matt mosley show we'll do it again tomorrow live from belton texas out on lake belton deadfish grill come see us good night everybody this is the spectrum big 12 blitz a daily look inside big 12 conference football here's the voice of the baylor bears john morris Everybody, it's time for a check of Big 